welcome to another episode of Not Alone Today podcast. My name is Anu. And I am Joseph. Welcome. Today's episode is about how we respond to times of disappointment, how we how we keep going basically, which is like the bane of our life, of our Christian life. The question is from Henry, isn't it? Yeah, well, let's read the question, Joseph. Okay, so Henry is asking, at those times when you felt disappointed by God, what were the things you did to keep you going and to still trust in God? At those times when you felt disappointed by God, what were the things you did to keep you going and to still trust in God? You said that this is the bane of our Christian work. Do you want to say a little more on that? Because we we believe in God, we trust in God. Mm-hmm. But then things don't work out as we think, as we expect them to. Mm. And it's it's like our daily experience, isn't it? Mm. We experience we sometimes experience delays where we think we should not have been delayed. Mm. We sometimes lose people when we think we shouldn't have lost them, Mm. especially when they are good, good people. And sometimes our parents' marriage breaks down when we think, by the virtue of you being in the family, shouldn't have broken down. (laughs) So how come we broke down? Like our expectations kind of stacks up as much as... The more we know God, the more our expectations of of how things should be right with us, Mm. the more they stack up. But Mm. then he brings something that just breaks all the bricks and leaves you back at square one. Like, what is going on? Mm. So that's why I I think it's Mm -hmm. it's the bane of our Christianity. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't felt disappointed by God? Life happens. That's how I like to think Mm -hmm. about it. Um, uh, but I think before we go on to respond to what practical things do you do mm. at such moments? I mean, the Christian thing to do is to say, keep trusting God. <laughs> but what does that practically look like when you felt disappointed by God? And I thought it would be good to like give at least a couple of case studies mm. um, from our everyday life, so to mm. speak, to give different shades of nuances as to what that could look like. Mm. But before going into that i think it's also important to mention what we shouldn't do or what some people do wrong when it comes to things like that you see people accusing people of faithlessness when they go through life disappointment so you've see people saying things like maybe you've not prayed enough maybe you've not made positive confessions enough Mm. maybe there's a sin (laughs) an unconfessed sin in your life Mm. and things like that i mean it's not impossible that those might happen but that would be in the minority of the cases really um there are so very many other factors beyond the capacity of our small brain to contain and process Mm. and that's why god is god because he's way ahead of us his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts and of course his time sometimes is not our time and so if we know all that he knows life will make sense Mm. for every single one of us but because we don't know all that he knows we are limited in how much we can make sense of what he's doing Mm. Uh, but one thing we shouldn't do is to just um, cast the blame or turn it back on the person that is be- being disappointed in him or feeling disappointed to say you are the one that is the problem. I mean, except you 
the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to see what you've done wrong indeed. Mm. Um, in which case, it's just for you to repent and mm. keep going. Mm. Um, but indeed, there are very many other times that it's not exactly about whether or not you've done anything wrong. Mm. Um, so Jesus would heal someone in, in, in John 9 and the disciples were asking, who sinned? Is he his father? Mm. Or is he himself? And Jesus was like, it's not about it's not a same question <laughs> it's so that the glory of god you know can be made manifest and that's the grand goal or god's grand agenda for all of life for all of creation it's all about his glory and so if you being disappointed now means god gets the greater glory then glory be to god <laughs> And if you think that is selfish of God, think twice. It was Paul that was using the analogy of the potter and the and the clay. Mm. Like he is the potter, we are the clay. What mm. audacity have we got to tell the potter, why are you making me like this? Make me this other way and things like that. And, and these are issues that are way beyond um, what we could just reason out intellectually. Mm. But having laid that foundation, then let's zoom in on, say, a couple of practical case studies to okay. make sense of this together with um, Henry. Um, I, for one, uh, I would point to one significant event in my life and then maybe after Anno's contribution, mm-hmm. um, I can still give an ongoing or more recent version of that because, like you said, this is an everyday reality. Mm-hmm. But when I think of disappointment in God, one of the contrasting ones that stand out in the in the background of my recent history would be in 2009 when I had an accident um, <clears throat> along with uh, other university students that were going traveling for a wedding. Um, I won't get into all the details, but the point is, these are we are all Christians. We, we were supposedly going to do something that is godly. We're going to felicitate and rejoice with someone that is getting married. Um, we prayed before we went. Um, we were persuaded that God wanted us to go and all those kind of very many other things you could say. But of course, we went on the journey. We had an accident. Someone died. And this was just two weeks, barely two weeks into my taking over as the leader of that fellowship. So <laughs> what a way to start your tenure. What a way to commence your leadership experience. Uh, and so as I was sincerely confused, I was disappointed because I felt cheated <laughs> by God. I felt like God, but we talked about this. We prayed about this. You had all sorts of opportunities to tell us, don't go for this journey. Or did you tell us and we missed it? Did you do this? Did you do that? Or and, I mean, I just had so very many unanswered questions. Um, and that was not just me. That was very many of us. But how did I get through that momentary um, seeming disappointment in God. Um, I mean, in the very heat of the moment, I could think of the fact that more people could have died. <laughs> I mean, we lost one person, but initially after the accident had just freshly happened, there were more than one person that was in a case that was critical and somewhat unconscious. We prayed and God stepped in. They, they, they came, came back to themselves, so to speak, and then help eventually came and things like that. So I could think of it from that perspective, or I could not even see the hand of God in that and just continue to blame God in that sense. Um, but practically speaking, two major things that I know helped me in that season of life, which we can tease out principles to apply to other contexts from is the very next day, 
and this was me um already like i had a uh, fractured uh, femur or whatever they called it at the time and so i couldn't walk but i woke up the next morning in my house and felt like there's something outside calling me there's something outside beckoning me to come and there was nobody around in my room to to help me stand up and so i crawled out of the bed and for whatever reason i didn't see anybody crawled out of my room to the living room there was nobody i mean our house is always busy went out through the main door and then on getting outside i looked out to the skies and saw this beautiful rainbow and that image stays I mean every time I I even now that I'm talking about it I can imagine the smile that came on my face mm-hmm. and the reassurance that came with it it's just the rainbow you may say but for me it wasn't just the rainbow I'm I'm seeing what the rainbow signifies and and I'm being reassured that whatever you may think about what happened yesterday whatever questions you may have that you can't answer I want you to know that I've got you and my covenant still stands. My covenant over the fellowship, I mean one of the things we say so much and believe so much in that fellowship is that we enjoy the covenant of life. And I was beginning to wonder, so does this now mean that that covenant is is twatted and things like that? But I felt the reassurance like God is saying, that covenant still stands. I'm still for you. I'm still on your side. You may not have all the answers, but know that there is a God that has promised and will always keep his word that's what the rainbow is about when god you know put it up there for noah mm-hmm. to know that i will not i will keep my word i will not destroy the world mm-hmm. with water again um and so yeah that was that to start with but the other issue or the other thing i could point out to um was the fact that i had someone to talk through my disappointments with and that was my mentor um whom at this point is not been too long that we met actually that our relationship was just getting started when this happened but at least i knew that he is a man that i could express and articulate to how i felt cheated and disappointed by god about what happened and i remember I was sitting in front of his office and just reasoning together and he talked to me he shared the different i mean for the most part he first of all listened to all my rants so my questions he was asking how did i feel about it and then i would say something and i say how did that make you feel and then i'll go on and on and he was very present very attentive and then he shared a couple of experiences and things like that you know it's not like he gave me 17 answers to 17 questions but i left that meeting that day with one understanding that has stayed with me ever since which is what we've titled this podcast series or this podcast show about you are not alone i left that meeting that day knowing that i am not alone i'm not the first person that will have all those questions for god i'm not the first person that will feel disappointed by god and i won't be the last and um, just that's understanding that i'm not alone that i share a, a a fellowship of suffering of some sort um with some brotherhood all over the world of people that have had similar questions for god it felt reassuring Um so yeah in terms of principles those two things the first principle being that watch out for what for God's reassurance because he will always reassure you you easily find that in his word but when you say trust God or when you tell someone that is feeling disappointed by God just trust him just trust him he knows better than you just trust him 
for me that looked like that's a reassuring um gesture this time in the case of a rainbow but other times it could come in many other ways it could just be a voice on the radio it could be something you hear in a podcast it could even be something you would hear from a baby from a child um or some some gentle breeze that blows around that makes you know you feel better and things like that um and the second principle is don't keep your bewilderment to yourself find a way to talk through it you might not find the answers you want you might not um get all the solutions but talk about it don't keep it and bottle it into yourself the devil can easily find a foothold via that but give expression to it express your weird questions especially to people that might um be willing to listen and not so sure and not shut you up exactly and and not help you filter or edit the kind of things that are permissible to say so yeah that's that's my own experience what would be yours mine would be my my, i wouldn't say i've been disappointed in god Mm. i've been disappointed in the turn of events yeah sometimes where i go back to god and say boy you said you were the one who said apply for that job Uh -uh." (laughs) I was applying for it. And you were telling me what to write in my personal statement. How come I didn't get it? <laughs> so when I go back to him with those questions, he would then tell me what he's doing. Mm. And most times he would say he's teaching me certain things. Mm-hmm. I know it might not make sense, but I'll give you a, a very, um, let me say the most disappointing, not disappointing, the most jaw-breaking unexpected turn of events that I have received. Mm. So when I finished my first, my de- my law degree, yeah. I was on fire during my exam period. I was writing my PhD proposal. I had everything sorted. My topic was tight. I mm. read everything. Then I presented it to the my supervisor, the first supervisor. I was so happy with it. The head of research institute was very mm-hmm. happy with everything I've done. So I did all this proposal when I was a junior. Then I got married, had a child, had a baby, then went back to to uni to discuss further. And they said I can. But then they asked for a, a second opinion from, from another lecturer. And the lecturer, oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness, sorry. Tore my thesis and proposal to pieces, basically. Mm-hmm. She She questioned the authors I had cited, she questioned the motive of my of the research, mm. then gave me more work to do and said, I should go research the 50 states in America, then come back with another thesis, uh-uh, with a four-month-old baby. <laughs> so all this fiery reading and research had died out. So I was, I was very um, disappointed, yes. So I was on the third floor with the lecturers and Kola and the baby were in the fifth floor waiting for me. Yeah. As I was walking back towards them, the question was, why did you ask me to come? Like, mm. you have oversight over all this. I came all the way from Liverpool to Birmingham to get this. Mm. I was shocked that he didn't prepare me. I was shocked that he had oversight to everything that would happen, but... It made me all excited to come and things. My hands dropped, basically, for God. Uh-uh. You should have prepared me. That was what I kept saying. And he said to me, be a mother. No explanation. No, sorry, my love. Uh-uh. 
my hands dropped again. Like, wait, what are we talking about? We've done this thesis together. At this, uh, uh, we've done everything. And you're saying be a mother. Why did you tell me that in Birmingham? I don't have to walk all the way here. And he said, he's trying to teach me patience. So from that experience, all the other disappointments that I've received in life, say for job applications and things, mm. the first question that comes to my mind is, what are you trying to teach me from this? So I don't ask again, why didn't he prepare me? Mm. I know he's my father. He loves me. I am his masterpiece. Mm. My name is Anuoluwakpo. I have confidence in him. So I don't question him. But I just want to know what he's doing. Sometimes he'll tell me. Sometimes he'll tell me he's trying to teach me to be circumspect. Sometimes he'll say he's trying to teach me, I don't know, perseverance or mm. self-preservation. But sometimes there will be silence. And in the silence, I've learned to go back to Romans 5, 5b. And this hope would never disappoint. Like whatever I hope for, let it be as tall as a skyscraper. Mm. I won't mm. be disappointed. Come on. And the point that I won't be disappointed doesn't mean that I won't be delayed. Mm. Or I'll get it as I expected. But Anu, you will not disappointed that hope that heaven flow of excitement and joy mm. will not be disappointed and it has come through in many occasions mm. so my tips are i remember past experience mm. after all the cries after the after i've seen the email that says unfortunately mm. the tears will drop definitely i was i might even sob a very short sob <laughs> after that I remember where uh, it's God. I'll go and apply for more. Another one I do is I ask him if it's too painful for me. I just ask him, can you please tell me what you're trying to do? Mm. And that comes in many ways. Like Kola said, you could come through preaching. You could come through Bible verses. You could come mm-hmm. to sermons from children and things. I might not know it, but I get a sense of where he's taking me to. Mm. And the third one that I do is I just dance and praise him. Mm. My favorite at the moment um, singer is Tokbe Alabi. She did this 50, 50 worship days for her birthday yeah, last, last year, years. last something, yes. I would just play one and just be dancing. <laughs> I would dance. Because everything we've said about remembering God's past premises and clinical, we've not talked about the devil's battle. That he will be giving you um, side talks. Mm. How can this be God? How can clinical? And giving you different options of what to consider. Mm. But in the midst, in the heat of your worship, you will drown out his words. Mm. In the midst of your worship, you will tune out his lies. Mm. And worship does not even mean praise and worship. It could be a dedication to a particular task for his glory. Mm. In the midst of taking care of that child, in the midst of working, mm. in the midst of diligently working for your boss, yes, that is worship to God. Mm. In that part, you will be fiery to him. Mm. And the darts is throwing would not be penetrable because it would make God will make you a, a thick wall of bronze, mm. impenetrable, undefeatable. So holding on to all that, all the tips that we've done, we will, 
we're doing well, basically. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying out there to everyone, disappointments or not, expectations broken or not, we are doing well. We are Christians, little Christ, living after him, following his footsteps. Mm. Jesus didn't have it all together. Yeah. My father, he cried. He said his tears was almost as blood when he was about to be crucified. Mm. It sweats. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying that being Christianity does not mean we have it all together. It means we're working according to a plan. We have a blueprint. We're not just on our own. Mm. And that for me is enough. Knowing that I have a backup is enough. It's enough comfort to me when disappointments come. Thank you very much. I mean, that's, that says it all. Um, for Henry and to all our listeners to know, life happens indeed. Expectations go unmet. Um, uh, you can't figure everything out. And there are times you'd have your plans and those plans will not play out mm. the way you want them to. I, I was in Nigeria just um, last month and I had my return ticket. <laughs> I know when I was going to come back. But life happened and then I had to <laughs> wait for very many more days than I'd planned to spend. But I'm back home and that's the mm. good news. And through that extension, as it were, I enjoyed God mm. and enjoyed it while it lasted. Um, just like you you said, I had some go-to songs that mm. I was playing almost on daily basis that I would rejoice with and dance with as, as I'm in the shower and things like that. So, yeah, God is good and His mercy is endures forever yeah. and is ever so trustworthy. Mm. A final word from you. Yeah, I remember at our... We have um, a youth group called Immense Youth Group that we meet together here in Liverpool. And I think it was just on Friday. Mm -hmm. Kola mentioned something that was very profound. He said, in this world, we are at war. Mm. Even if we are fighting from the point of victory, we are at war. And all of us will receive blows. But the thing is, we should brace each other. So... Let's say, to, let's say if, if the whole world is a group of 12, if person one has received this blow, the remaining 11 should go around person one and try to uphold them so that when person two, three, four receives their blow, person one would have been all right to help each other. That's right. So that's what we're there for. Apart from the disappointment we receive, we should also be beacon of hope to other people. Uh-huh. And that's where it makes sense. That's why Kola could go to his mentor and talk to his mentor. What if there was no mentor? Mm. Like, we can't, again, we're trying to say, like, we can't do life alone. Mm -hmm. We have God, yes. We have the Holy Spirit. But we need to start reaching out more. Start start taking the risk to be vulnerable with certain people Mm. so that we would know exactly that we are not alone. It's not just you to have the masturbation problem. Mm. It's not just you that have that addiction problem. It's it's out there. Just speak out in wisdom. And God will help us. Mm-hmm. And I thought to read out um, Romans 5, 1 to 5, the message version. And the title is Developing Patience. It says, By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, mm-hmm. set us right with Him, make us fit with Him. We have it all together with God because of our master Jesus and that's not all we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he had already that he has already thrown open his door to us 
we find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, stand, standing tall, shouting out our praise. There is more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we are hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges a forges the tempered steel of virtue keeping us alert for what whatever god would do next in alert expectancies such as this we're never left feeling shortchanged quite the contrary we can't round up enough containers to hold everything god generously pours into our lives through the holy spirit what this verse is saying to us is the troubles of now helps us for the more troubles to come the more we're able to to scale through the present trouble we get fortified for what's to come so we should not lose that and no matter how bad it is situation will not leave us feeling shortchanged and i think that's where and the king james version says this hope will not disappoint you will not feel like uh uh-uh, this this jesus that i've taken is it not better that i, I didn't take him you will not if if you are alert to what god is doing and attentive to what is saying to you you would not feel shortchanged and i think that should be a hope for a word of hope to us to know that it's God our back basically is our father and is a loving god no matter how we feel at the moment is loving and the devil's lies would not break that lovingness. Thank you very much. That's very, that's super helpful. And thanks for Romans 5, 1 to 5. Uh, it's beautiful listening to it from the message um, translation. Okay. Um, I hope Henry finds that helpful. Um, one of the resources we could point you to um, that relates to the issues we've resolved, I mean, mentioned or discussed in this episode would be... Um, the book titled the waiting compass waiting compass um, is a book i wrote a few years back um, and the subtitle is how to find god when it seems to delay or where to find god when it seems to delay um, and yeah that's a resource that try to at least address or articulate some few thoughts on one aspect of what disappointment in god can look like mm. namely delay when you're expecting God should have done this at so and so time, but yet it doesn't show up. And so you're asking, where is God when he seems to delay? And that's what the book is about. Anyways, we'll see you um, next week. Thank you for tuning in this week. And hopefully you found this helpful. And um, we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers and look forward to being together again next week. Till then, remember, you are not alone. Today. God bless you. Bye.